Show. Show. <laughs> Brilliant fucking way to start that. Um, right. So. So. <laughs> yeah. So it's a good way to start things off. Just repeatedly saying the word so. Yeah. And then and you can just cut it off. You, just, you can just start it whichever so you prefer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, no. Um, right. So we are um, doing our third podcast. So we now have to do this linearly. Um, and we're going to do it on what we've been playing recently. And because we're funny, we're going to call it What Are You Playing? And that's yeah. funny. Yeah, it's funny. Um, that's a throwback to a fifteen-year-old game that yeah. it's, uh, makes it's with a the really hip. Because <laughs> we're quite uh, Yeah. <laughs> uh, you probably wouldn't have heard of it. Um, and in Japanese, it's called Biohazard. Biohazard. Uh, I think there's a few of them. Which one of the, the series is it? Uh, it's a cult series, it's a cult series. Although, <laughs> now that I'm Jess, was Resident Evil 4 called Biohazard 4? I'm going to think, yeah. Like, the next one is Biohazard. Well, I don't know, because Resident Evil 7 was Resident, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard in the West. But it was definitely Biohazard Resident Evil 7 down in Japan. Oh, okay. okay. We know nothing about what we're talking about. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm glad. Um, it's good job we haven't been running a reasonable themed uh, website for the last <laughs> 14 years. 14 years. <laughs> the good job that we are an authority on what we claim to be an authority on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Maybe we should start this better. Or just stop podcasting entirely. Clearly, have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> well, on that segue, and not knowing whether Resident Evil Four was called Biohazard Four or not, well, I don't think it was. I think it was called Biohazard Four. I'm gonna uh, say and I don't think... Biohazard Four. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I... Yeah, I don't think. I don't think they would have just strangely called it Resident Evil Four in a kind of, you know, to to make it a hip series all of a sudden uh, when Japanese are dying. But there we go. When the games industry was dying there. <clears throat> so, w- what have you been playing? Well, nice segue actually there, Richie, from Biohazard <laughs> Four, and that we've both been playing since we last uh, recorded uh, Resident Evil Three. Yep, playing remake. The outside of Resident Evil Three. Um... Uh, and really annoying. They just <laughs> they've just gone with the old title, right? There's no. It's not Resident Evil 3 Remake, it's not Resident Evil 3 Remastered, it's just Resident Evil 3. And it's, and it's messing up all kinds of web searches that I'm doing. Uh, so I was playing the old Resident Evil 3, right? And I got stuck out a bit, I don't know, in the hospital. And of course, the first 20 pages of Resident Evil 3 Hospital, blah, 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 was the new Resident Evil 3. And there's no way to tell until you actually get through to the walkthrough. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah. Or, you know, but walkthroughs is a bit old, actually, Richie, and it's not very hip at all. What we now have to do is sit through eight minutes of some crappy video 
uh, and sit through all the opening credits of some YouTuber I've never heard of. Fucking, please like and subscribe me. This is, you know, look at me, look at my Patreon. Give me this <laughs> a profile. Um, hit that little button that I've made or got somebody to make on Fiverr. Oh my God. Yeah. Desperately yes. scrolling the little bar along to try and see actually where's the fucking code for this thing um and you know old school game facts were so considerate you know do you remember the top little index they give you the specific terms to control f to go jump to that section no looking at it was a text file it was a glorified text file and it was just like yeah you don't have to go to here it wasn't even like they would make it a very specific code so you didn't get it mixed up with stuff you know it'd be like yeah. You would call it CH12, you know, to get to chapter one, section two, whatever, yeah. you know. Good stuff. Very considerate to the uh, struggling gamer. Whereas these videos are just, you know, I try not to use them, to be honest. I'm, yeah. you know. Ultimately, something else. And then eventually get it to, oh, and by the way, this is how you defeat pigs and this thing, uh, and we just use this out. Yeah. Really, did that, did that warrant eight minutes? You know? What <laughs> bait? Um, and a big intro of hi uh welcome to video number 478 of uh lego marvel superheroes 2 uh in this one i'm walking in no just cut straight to the chase i'm looking for the gold brick on the bloody whatever heli carrier where is it name name your video something more appropriate like you can't just say this is the gold brick in the heli carrier the video should be guy prowls on for 90 percent of this video <laughs> 10% there will be some content out there. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. That's, that's the latest from the old men of the internet on uh, frequently asked questions and where they're at. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Resident Evil 3, the remake. Yeah, we both played it. We both beat it. I've played through it twice. I'm, you played through it twice. Okay, cool. I mean, I'm stuck. I mean, I. Like, I just don't know what I want to do when I replay this game. Like, I have got money to spend to do the remake. Yeah, no, do the replay, and I just don't know what to spend on. So I've got kind of... What's... It's kind of like that um, game paralysis, except I now have yeah. game currency paralysis. Yeah, yeah, you're now you're now stuck in a menu at the end of a game. You're not even in a game. No, you're stuck in a title screen menu, uh, giving you paralysis before you go back in. One of the and they did this with um, <clears throat> the Resident Evil Two remake. God damn, sort out your titles. Uh, in that they've changed the ranking system, so now time is the only thing that's important and. Uh, if you look at you know, if you go to ResidentEvil.net and you see how quickly people are doing some of these games, you know they're doing they're doing crazy I times. They're, they're, yeah, I mean they're, they're smashing. 
Well, but it's kind of a limit of five. So the second time I played through, uh, I was ballsy and confident and did it without saving once. And back in the day, that would mean something. You know, that was, that was, here's a rocket launcher. Here's a, it counts for nothing. You know, it's all about time. And then I think to get an S rank, I think you have to have less than five saves. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, something less than five saves. Now, just to put it in perspective, my first playthrough, how many saves did you have? My first? Oh, I was saving like a motherfucker the first time around. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had 48 I saves. How many? Yeah, 48. 48, okay, yeah, I think I, I crawled through trying to get as many of the items and secret zombies and whatever, so I think mine was around the 60 mark it was literally just every time i was going room to room saving yeah 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 i mean i, I saved about five times before a boss it was like right okay i'll take this out oh wait a minute <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, hang on i've got my oh, hang on i need my grenade <laughs> yeah yeah it's a re-save again <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um... but... So, so overall thoughts we, we talked around it but we've not actually talked about it. overall thoughts uh, as its own game, but also as compared to the PlayStation original. As compared to the PlayStation original, right? Okay, um, straight up, the PlayStation original um, it scared me, and it gave me fear for Alice going in, purely because every time I played that Resident Evil Three on the PlayStation One, it was different. Mm -hmm. I would go and do something, uh, like if you go to the journalist's office can't go to the fire station or something like that. Yeah. I, I, everything would just change. The other thing was, I don't know if it was scripted or if it was random, but where Nemesis would turn up would just be so random or so different and I just wouldn't be prepared for it in any fashion. You know? Yeah. And, uh, and that's tough when you're, when you're using the Resident Evil 3 tank control. But that being yeah. said, that was, that was the first in the series to have the spin of the was it's to have the what? <laughs> Spin around. The 180. Was it? I think so. Yeah, and to the, the back end. Yeah, I honestly uh, recently played it as well because I enjoyed Resident Evil 3 so I went back to the original. I can't remember. So they've, you've, uh, you press down and back to turn around. Okay. So you don't have, yeah, to, yeah. So you don't have to do like, yeah, you don't have to do like a little <laughs> pony horse trot. To get around in a circle. <laughs> um, how many times did you uh, play? Because we both played the shit out of Resident Evil Two, so that you, and one, so that you you know you could almost you knew which zombies you could get past, which items you could skip, uh, etc. Oh man, my phone is going off. Um, <laughs> I know, it's always, I get nothing, I sit here all day, I get nothing from nobody, and then as soon as we start recording, all the monsters flood in. Uh, and then three, I want to say, I did maybe, like, once or twice. Like, I was, some areas I'm still nervous about, um, and like you say, I think, you know, there are some areas I haven't seen, or maybe I did try to get the maximum number of areas, but I'm not super familiar with it in a way that was with two and that, for that reason i was also it also made me nervous because i didn't understand the rules behind 
like the nemesis. Yeah. Like, can he appear here? Can he appear here? Can he appear in this room? Can he appear in this room? And yeah, like there was other things. Like I remember you played it and you got the mind thrower. I never yeah. ever found the mind thrower at all. Like, <laughs> I, I it's crazy. I literally it's... played that game. Never used that weapon, you know. <laughs> saw you. Uh, like I think I mean this is like way way back in there. I came round to your flat and we watched, or you were watching the end of Res- uh, Evil Dead Two, and then we started playing Resident Evil Three. Yeah. Um, and I think you were also playing Final Fantasy Nine at the same time as well. And it was a good time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I am indifferent on the original game. I played it. And I'm satisfied that I played it, but I do not feel like I am a master of that original game in any fashion. And plus, like, I actually, I actually own it again on the the um, PS Vita, <laughs> so like, I got all of the Evil game, um, and I enjoyed playing it two, and then I got to three, and I was like, oh, oh, I don't scared. know. <laughs> scared of nervousness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I was. I think, I think I feel felt the same as you before it came out, particularly because we just had felt like we just had um, <laughs> Resident Evil Two. Re- oh my god, Resident Evil Two remake uh, with Mister X um, running around. I was like, oh, can you imagine? You know, without the pre-rendered backgrounds, Nemesis having full run of everything. Um, it was quite, you know, anxiety-inducing. But then, dun, 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 it turns out um, that he's basically a a cutscene monster and a boss. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like he 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 turns up at certain points and you run, and then whenever he gets near you, you press something. Um, which I mean, that is anything to add to this series. I mean, that mechanic of just dodging out of the way. Yes. Um, it's great. I, I love it. But at the same time, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I actually know. I ran away from him a lot. I did run. And, uh, but then you're, you're always glad when you do get to the, the, the goal, which has been so nicely highlighted on your map for you. <laughs> you say, all right, okay, I'm going to go here. Yeah. Um, close the stars and for some reason he's not there. Cool. And so yeah, um, but yeah, no, I was still like when he turned up, like oh shit, now I have to run and go sure you're raging because the zombies that you thought you killed, you did double tap or back up, so you try and have to dodge them as well. I think he was fine, but only in the first half of the game. Now my other gripes. With Nemesis, and I'm gonna full on spoiler here as well. Oh, yeah, is he turns into a dog now? That's fine, William Birkin did that as well. But what bothers me about that is I, I remember like bare chested um, Nemesis. I think you had posters of a, of a bare chested Nemesis in your room now, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, then they, and then they went and did Dog Nemesis, ruining your uh, your dreams. Yeah, exactly. But no, like 
Uh, Bear Tepe now was uh, he was just like that. He lost his uh, uh, top half of his parents' coat and he had like tentacles that sort of flew around and things like that. And yeah. That just did thing, uh, which is a shame because I thought that was quite an imposing model. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, um, I don't like the, the way that Nemesis was handled in that clash, and now he turned into the giant vagina, much again like um, Billy Birkin. Yeah, um, I'm a fan of um, Train Cheese, William Birkin in uh, the original two. Yeah. Oh, he also does it in the remake, right? He turns into Train Cheese, block big block of cheese in a train. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, I mean, like, oh, purple, purple veiny <laughs> eye cheese, granted, but a cheese nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't have too much of an issue with um, Dog Nemesis. Um, and uh, I don't really, the other thing about it is compared to, and obviously it's easy to compare it to the uh, Resident Evil 2 remake. Um, which had loads of optional bits, which seemed to be like, you know, massive backtracking to get the extra weapons and stuff like this. Um, this is fairly linear and fairly short, which, you know, always feels like it's a, you know, typical kind of gamer complaint. Um, but I'm really not decided whether it's a good, whether it's good for the better or for the worse, that it is kind of quite linear and quite short. I think that's where it kind of shits on the legacy of the Resident Evil 3 on the PS1 because Resident Evil 2, by comparison, was linear, whereas the remake was less linear. Mm-hmm. And then now in this game, um, they've changed what was weird and fucked up and different, so you can see like different uh, angles and conversations or. You can go and see it person. Yeah. And, you know, they also they had they also had, um oh, we should have researched this. Apologies. But they didn't it didn't have that random general generally random item placement as well. So sometimes there'd be bullets here, sometimes there'd be a first aid spray. Yeah, and I am guessing and do you know what that rings a bell? And that uh, depends on like what routes you took. Or how you got to certain places. And I seem to remember on how well you were doing as well. (laughs) Yeah, probably. We might be giving uh, the original Resident Evil 3 way too much uh, uh, omniscient kind of uh, AI. But those are things that that are in my my mind. I remember feeling screwed over sometimes by the game because, uh, you know... it didn't give me ammo when before I got ammo or blah blah blah. Here, have another first aid. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Okay, I'll put it, chuck it in the chest with the seventeen other first aid sprays that I'm not going to use because I want to try and get high rank. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, like, okay, let, let's. I think we need to stop comparing it to the PS one. Yeah. Because one, we should <laughs> we we start comparing it to our uh, rose-tinted, vague recollections of Resident Evil 3. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, where you put the Konami code in and uh, get on Remember that? 
What was that? You can put the ceramic door in and you get still naked. <laughs> yeah, if you <laughs> the Konami cow. Excellent. <laughs> no, uh, right, let's stop comparing it. Like, yes, you're right. And I think we could be a bit more succinct than wrapping this up a little bit because ultimately, despite it being short, despite it being linear, have no regrets about buying it. I enjoyed it. Hmm? Um, I was a little bit let down because, like, just before the final two bosses in a row, I actually thought there was a lot more to the game. Um, so my disappointment is obviously probably just in the shortness of it. But at the same time, like, okay, cool, I'll keep the game. Yeah, um, and uh, I finished the game with okay. with uh, a small country's supply of grenade rounds and, and not fire the magnum once <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like there's an achievement for killing enemies with the magnum uh, <laughs> 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 just like gunpowders and explosives full chest and all of that stuff and like that not getting the <laughs> like I was given a second handgun which uh, allows you to fire more bullets I'm like oh that's handy. I'm not going to use that. I don't want to waste my bullets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just chuck it in the chest. Box. I'll just box it like a event legendary Pokemon. Um, <clears throat> what do we think about uh, seeing other parts of Raccoon City? Um, because that was the great thing about uh, this game as compared to Resident Evil 2 Remake is that we get to see a little bit of the city um, which I always like, and I, I kind of, I don't know, I always wished we'd get to see a little bit more of what the city was like before the kind of um, fall. So I always used to, um, I used to watch it quite a lot, actually, the opening cutscene to Resident Evil Outbreak. Uh, it's that cool cutscene where you see the virus spread through the rats and then the, the whole city go chaotic. So we get to see a little bit more of Raccoon City. Um, uh, and there are a few nods to previous locations. The bar's still there. Um, you kind of see the clock tower, even though you don't go to the clock tower, which is from um, from the other game. Uh, I quite like all the kind of stores and shops that you don't see. Um, say again. To go to gun shop Kendall. yes yeah which was a nice um yeah. uh nice callback for him um and kind of go back up to the door you hear him talking to his daughter so i don't know if you've been yeah. bitten at that happens to her. uh you swing quickly through the station again um get to see some deaths of guys you see dead in resident Evil 2 remake which is really nice kind of um little reference when you go to the hospital um the power station before that uh one of the bits i hated uh from the playstation resident evil 3 was the whole tram business is getting the tram up and running and so in this one you start in the tram i was like oh man are we gonna have to run around getting do you remember what you need like a battery a fuse or something else um, but yeah, it was, you know, it was in there. You don't have to do any of it. So that's, I kind of liked all those nods, um, 
to the older game. Uh, and yeah, they basically kind of you know, created all new areas for it, which is cool. Yeah, you know what? Now that we're kind of talking about this, what we got actually was a streamlined version of Resident Evil 3. Maybe that's a better way of looking at it. Um, rather than a remake, it's kind of like they could have spent another year making it convoluted, adding more voice acting for different scenarios, and they could have extended it so you spent more time practicing. Um, putting putting puzzles in? <laughs> there are no puzzles in this game. Oh, there's, there's a couple. Very, very yeah. Even then, it's just kind of like getting this item. Yeah. And then <laughs> Look at this map which you are looking at and match the whatever train ride to it. I mean, I didn't. Oh, good. Um, that's it. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to play for my second time. Yeah, so... I don't know what I would get. Because it was relatively short. And once I had the confidence, <laughs> basically the, the cowardice confidence that, oh, okay, the nemesis doesn't burst through every wall. Um, I jumped straight back in. Uh, to kind of, you know, time, collect that I missed, but also like, okay, you know, let's see how uh, kind of quickly you can um, you can do it. So yeah, so I, I jumped straight back in um, and played it all through again. Um, and, uh, you know, people are doing it in crazy time, so people are doing it in kind of sub an hour. So I think it's one of those ones where perhaps unlike Resident Evil 2 Remake, every now and then, I'm like, oh, let's have a go at Resident Evil 3. Uh, and because it's because there aren't any convoluted puzzles, there aren't really any kind of like, uh, what do you call it, like, you know, difficulty spikes or gauntlets. It's one that you don't kind of need to, oh yeah, you know, I don't really remember this, I'm not going to play it again. So I reckon I will keep going through it every now and then and, and uh, you know, eventually perhaps pick up some of those infinite items um, from completing it. Um, but you're not so sure? Yeah, no, I think, um, I think you're what I needed from it. It's like, I don't know, it's the way it looked at it is it's kind of like a blockbuster game. You know, it's like, uh, like a Marvel film or an cinema. I mean, I, I'm not too fussed about seeing the movie. Marvel film, I yeah. saw it in the cinema, it was great. It was part of a buzz, part of a, you know, uh, it's almost like tribalism. Everybody's talking about you and I guess the difference would be, in your analogy, that the Marvel film, the the ticket costs three times the amount than non-mega blockbuster films.
Yeah, around there. But then I guess uh, I, I don't know. I don't really, I don't really want to have this discussion. <laughs> Actually, I, I'm leading us there, but I don't want to have this discussion about which we've talked about on and off in the past about you know, is there any value in the kind of um, pound per minute or pound per hour? Uh, uh, No, but anyway, so I agree. If we, if we just go back to being pragmatic and what you said, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was an enjoyable run. Um, and any kind of apprehension I have about it is like, oh, maybe it wasn't long enough or maybe it wasn't more difficult enough. But it's like, cast those aside. Cast your kind of expectations and standards aside. Really enjoyed it. Love seeing different parts of um, uh, Raccoon City. Great to be uh, Jill again. Um I, even though, I don't know, I, I kind of felt like we've, we're kind of quick time evented out. I did actually like those chase, you know, there's various chase sequences, and um, particularly opening one is brilliant. Yeah, you know, that is funny. I think actually there's that one which believes they're fine. It's playing it out, but no, I'm sorry, that'll be good. Good, good fun. I mean, what we had to do, you had to do. Yeah, yeah, you go from kind of, you know, gently inspecting your apartment to, um, uh, yeah, kind of running for your life. which I barely play anything on um, and do not have PlayStation Plus so I cannot play it. I played through the tutorial and got two achievements uh, and then I was like this is not the game because I, I love the idea of Resident Evil Outbreak and Outbreak 2 uh, and me and my family played both of them even though they're deeply broken games but I think uh, through the uh, if you have a nose through the TGM archives there's a number of times like, oh maybe we should do Resident Evil you know maybe now's the time to revisit Resident Evil um, Outbreak so I really like the idea uh, and in the tutorial that I got to play um, it's kind of cool you know this kind of asymmetric mode almost a bit like well from the tutorial it felt like uh, almost like um, Saw yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so basically one person plays the um, <laughs> Jigsaw Man, <laughs> whatever his name is. Uh, I've no Jigsaw Man. Uh, and then the four of you kind of, uh, all the other people kind of escape. So and unfortunately I didn't. It looked like it would have been a blast, um, but I didn't want to, uh, not in the game, you know, I, I play nothing else on the, on the PlayStation 4 online. Um, have you given it more than that? I tried launching it once, so um, I <laughs> I have not even done it. You have what? I tried running it once, it crashed. So uh, no, I have never tried launching. <laughs> okay. I've not, I've not, <laughs> I've not seen any buzz about it on uh, online either. So I don't, I don't know how many people are actually playing it. Um, I, I, 
And and of course now it's too late, right? Now anyone who's still playing Resident yeah. Evil Resistance is a pro and you kind of stumbling around not understanding what the different traps are, all the buttons are, is just gonna cock up a hole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. But yeah, I know so, uh, I'm glad I brought it up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I played the tutorial and you've not there played it at all. There we go. Um, seven out of ten. Yeah, straight. Resident Evil. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. Resident Evil <laughs> Resistance? Uh, I'm going to feel like that's. Or, or is it RE Resistance? Like, I don't. Is it biohazard resistance? Uh, I think actually they call it um, they call it Resident Evil in Japan and they call it biohazard in uh, uh in the West. Uh oh yeah yeah biohazard. <laughs> yeah. Uh okay cool um, let's move on shall we? What else have you so, played? So uh, now, like many people, we've got a little <laughs> bit more time on our hands. <laughs> uh. I've been bouncing all over the place. So one of the things I started doing was, uh, on the Switch in particular, was looking at games which I hadn't played uh, for a long time. So kind of going right down to the bottom of my play order and, and playing them. Uh, so the first, what have I been playing, apart from Resident Evil 3, is Axiom Verge. Um, so I got it. Yeah, Axiom Verge. Um, like a one-man game, uh, nice. It's, it's just a Metroidvania, um, really nice clone, amazing soundtrack. Um, and I got it ages ago, the deluxe editions that came with uh, the soundtrack and a DVD. Um, but it was just one of those, I think I started it three times. It was one of those ones where, um, well, for me anyway, I just couldn't pick it up. So like, oh yeah, I'll play Axiom Verge, I really like that. I'm in the mood for a bit of, you know, platforming uh and then I, I was just how does this how does this game work again i can't what the control but i read really, a really old man like what the controls so it was great to have the opportunity to just play it in one burst and, and it's um really loved it <laughs> really loved it i mean it's a you know solid it wears its heart on its sleeve in terms of um uh copying metroid and um, brings loads of uh, new ideas so you end up with this huge weapon wheel um and all the weapons have different effects. Sometimes there's really nice particle effects. So not many of the weapons are are tied to progression. And you can easily I think if you're speedrunning it, you can easily finish the game with I don't know, maybe a third of the total weapons. Uh and yeah, just uh, loved it. Absolutely enjoyed it. And then finally kind of allowed myself to watch the uh documentary, um, which is way too long. <laughs> it feels like it's like four hours worth of content. There's like a short documentary, then there's the extended interview, which I watched both of, uh, with the developer. Um, and then there's uh, them watching somebody play Axiom Verge, and then them watching a speedrun. So I've watched half of it. But yeah, I was happy to get that. And it's one of those ones, like Metroid, where, uh, you know, uh, it shows you if you've got the items and how much of the map you've got. Um, and uh, I don't know, this is weird. I, I think it's a weird thing to do. 
Um, but I got as much as I could, and then I did end up sitting with a guide to find the rest. Is that weird? No, I think that's fine. It's just like, you, it's one of these things that, um, obviously, when you're getting older, you don't have enough time for games. Um, I think if you've had your pitch shot at the game, um, and you do not have the time to just sit down and actually actively try and find every single nook and cranny, Get a guide, get it seen, feel content. <laughs> um, well, yeah, yeah, because, like, you know, obviously like, now I can move on with my life, right? I can tick it off my battle battery, I can put the cartridge back in the game case and relax. Whereas if I hadn't, you know, and some of them are, you know, I have no idea how people, how you would find, you know, it's not like um, some of them aren't like Metroid. It's like, oh, I've got a weird, you know, black space in this part of the map. They are just go to this place and shoot this bit of wall. Not all of them, but some of them. Um, but then in the moment when you're uh, kind of sitting there reading a guide and then following it on the screen, you kind of have that out-of-body experience. Like, is, am I having fun? Is this, is the, you know, this is, surely this is one step away from maybe, maybe I just, just shouldn't be playing this game at all. Then, then. I mean, you could draw the analogy to in-game on the Lego game. Yeah. You know, what are you doing? At the end, like you've played through the story, like you played through it twice. Now you're going through and you're looking for all of the, the little yeah. things that you didn't get before. Yeah, and you but you're following a row of studs that takes you there, and then you have 408 challenges, like... two of which you'll genuinely get stuck on, and the other ones you just need to switch characters that have the right abilities. Wow. I like the look of it. I like the soundtrack and the glitch. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, What have you been playing? Well, I've been playing a lot of (laughs) (laughs) roles. What a shocker. What a shocker. It's actually quite good. the, the guys that I've been reading with, uh, they were, were just solid progression. So it's like we are going through Molten Core, we've got through Blackwing Lair, which was, you know, released just um, a few weeks ago. Um, I had, uh, sorry, not Blackwing Lair. Uh, Zul Garib, which was released just a little bit uh, a few weeks ago, and we've already got that on farm. And it's good fun. Um, we're just playing through, um, and um, yeah, I think it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. But what I've actually managed to do um, is 
I should do a specific paladin thing, um, which is at the... Because you love paladins, don't you? <sighs> <laughs> That's a good sign. Um, yeah, no, what I've actually done is I've gone uh, for the epic mount quest, which is, I'm sure means a lot to you. It basically means at level 60, you get to ride a horse, but paladins are special and they get to do a quest to get that horse. It costs a lot of money, or gold, <laughs> uh, but um, I managed to convince a few of the other paladins in the guild as well to come along. So I did the dream, which was actually five paladins together, only paladins, doing the dungeon, just paladins, one paladin tanking, one paladin healing, and three of them doing It's, it's your, um, it's your and, uh, yeah, racial prejudice dream. It's, yeah, absolute racial prejudice. We're all dwarves. <laughs> so, uh... Really, really <laughs> leaning into the uh, eugenicist um, persona that you play when you play WoW. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the alliance, yeah. the alliance isn't enough. Yeah, just paladins, 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 just human paladins. <laughs> just, I mean, dare paladins. I say, it, were there any uh, non-white too? <laughs> oh yeah, that's one of the reasons why you like the game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I also played the girls, is it? Uh, okay. the... One of the little rain. Girls. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, uh, went through, did that, uh, got my level 100 mount, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, sorry, yeah, level 60 mount. And yeah, I mean that that is an achievement in itself. Uh, like just being able to do that five man with the paladins, getting the horse, it was just it was great. And uh yeah, uh, good fun and um I mean I'm still continuing doing raiding and progression and all that sort of stuff. Um for the very, very iconic tier two paladin mm -hmm. armor. You probably oh, yeah, yeah. know of it. It's the one yeah. with the sort of yeah, I think I ended up with a uh, tier four by the end of WoW, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tier four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I think I just went straight. For, I just went straight for tier <laughs> four. Be... Yeah, before it was released in classic. Yeah, because it was. Uh, uh, yeah, my dad yeah. worked a new guy. He worked at Blizzard, um, and so I got it right. um, early. But I had to solo all the raids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I had to beat them first time, which I did easily. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, tier two armor. Yeah, tier two armor, Raiden's Vulcan, and I mean the guys that have Raiden one. Which is. It's quite good. Um, and, uh, yeah. Have you, have you, hopefully, uh, or others, uh, or in general, um, is WoW a lot more heavily populated right now 
um, with the uh, lockdown situation? Yes and no. Now, um, with the release of Zogarov, there was a massive influx of players back to the point where there was actually queues hey. back again. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, but like, I think because of the release of Zogarov in the lockdown at the same time, it was kind of like, is it a chicken and egg scenario? Is it are both mm. affecting it or whatever? But yeah. It's weird because WoW Classic is at a strange point in its um, existence uh, because either people are progressing um, or if you're joining now, you're not likely to catch up. I mean, the whole point of Zogarov actually is for it to be a catch-up raid, but for you to get into a raiding guild that's solid right now, um, probably not going to do it. I think if you have your core 40 members, those are the 40 people you're going to be playing with for the next six months or something like that. Until uh, the game finishes. Um, and who knows what happens after that. Like, uh, there's two more raids to come out. So Zogram came out. Uh, next one's going to be Antaraj, where you find like a, a weird demigod Hulu thing um, it's very uh, Lovecraftian uh, sort of dungeon and then the final dungeon is Nathramas uh, which is the big undead one very very paladin lore loving but I've actually done it at level 80 because they brought it back for level 80 almost identically um, so I, I'm not sure if I fancy that one or care about it um, but I think there's going to be a drop off quite soon because there's not enough community members probably creating their own uh, community to sort of progress in the game. Um, but yeah, I think I, I, I'm lucky. Uh, so I, it's weird. I think a lot of people are just spending their time either like playing about with alts and then just raid logging because there isn't much else that people care about anymore. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, it's like. When, you, when the game first came out, it was like, yeah, let's do dungeons, let's do dungeons. Nobody wants to do dungeons. Anymore. Like, we've got all the stuff we need from them. What's the point? We need to do raids. Let's keep doing the raids, you know? Um, and the rest of the time, dungeons are really just populated by folks, which are, you know, characters that you don't really care about and you're not going to use for raiding because you've already got mm -hmm. your raiding character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when you join... Uh, a community of raiders you choose your character you choose your spec and you stick with that because changing it just means that everybody else the other 39 people yeah. have done the work and you're just saying fuck you I don't want to do this anymore but I mean anyone can drop off at any point you just end up having to do recruitment which I don't do but yeah I'm just like that guy in the guild that makes things happen so um, <laughs> It is what it is. But yeah, um, enough about <laughs> WoW. Um, I will probably not... And that was... Some more. That was what the WoW. No, I love it. I love it. I love hearing about um, uh, WoW and your your <laughs> new old relationship with it. Uh, well, the next thing was... Um, 
now that uh, both the NES and SNES uh, kind of Switch Online game library uh, was quite big, I was browsing through both of those and I was like, do you know what? Um, I'm a huge fan of the Kirby games, um, but I've never played the NES or SNES ones, which probably sounds strange <laughs> given that those are probably two of the most loved. <laughs> Uh, well, it's weird. So, uh, Kirby's Dreamland on the Game Boy was one of the first, earliest uh, games that we had. Um, right. Absolutely love that, and have, have bought that on everything it comes out um, on. Uh, then all of the DS ones um, and Kirby's Epic Yarn. So yeah, kind of missing out um, on those ones. So I thought I'll play in order. So I started with Kirby's Adventure, and also with those. Uh, with Kirby games in general, um, I like the fact, again, coming down to kind of challenge and time, I like the fact that they're doable. Um, you know, you don't have to stress or worry or build up a skill set or have to know the intricacies of your whatever item combinations. Um, so they're, they're kind of an easy play. If you want, you can kind of play through the challenge modes and then become fiendishly difficult. Uh, so I was like, high off of beating Axiom Verge. I was like, let's try and get another game I've not touched, completely done. Uh, and so I played through all of Kirby's Adventure on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, and it's great. And uh, am I being crazy? Who knows? Uh, probably one of my favourite NES games. Yeah. All right, okay. That's, that's, what, what, okay. what would be your second favourite uh, Probably game, Mario Bros. 3. Because the rest, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, but if you can, I don't know. I, I, uh, I don't know when it came out during the during the NES's kind of um, release cycle. Um, but some of the some of the games that have been added to the system over time, um, you know, some games which I'm not particularly familiar with before. Um, you boot them up, uh, and then on the first screen, you just get absolutely destroyed before you've managed to work out what punches or what's happening or whatever. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you entirely. Like, some of the difficulty comes on those oh. days. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely unfair. Yeah. It's like, why would anyone buy it? Especially, it's the, the, the tie-ins to any kind of movies or cartoons or whatever. You just go in and just like, why have they made the most horrible, horrible, precious <laughs> game to like advertise yeah. cartoon series yeah. or a movie? Just get destroyed. Oh. And obviously, I mean, you know, I think um, attention spans have, ch have changed, and you know, games libraries as they are, are, you know, if you're into games, you can easily have hundreds, thousands of games um, available to play. Um, so you know, you, you wouldn't just go like, right, okay, I'm just going to keep hitting this wall until I stop bouncing off of it. Um, and so, so I've I've loaded up a couple of those. Oh, great! This game I always want to play this or never heard of this game, and then difficult. But Kirby's Adventure, you know, um, uh, a little bit of nous to it, but but you know, basically it's fairly straightforward and, um, and fairly easy. And there's a little bit of challenging in finding um, all the bonus levels, uh, and that's great. And and you know, now I get now I understand where um, some of the things like this, you know, some of the things you see in Smash Brothers come from. Um, this one has a little bit more of a plot than than um, 
Were you not like super into like Kirby's extended universe and how it has like uh, yeah, yeah, together so, and different timelines and stuff like it that? Does, but in a, in a way that um, you know, getting and playing straight through a Kirby game as and when they come out, I think it's impossible to tie together this insane lore um, that, that that series has. Um, yeah, and it's all kind of linked and alternate. It's, it's you know, because on the surface, you're a, you know, a pink puff jumping along, inhaling enemies, sometimes engaging in kind of sports and stuff like that. Um, but they do have this amazing kind of storyline. Um, uh, and you kind of see a little bit of that, I think, beginning in um, Kirby's Adventure. So uh, with that done, uh, I'm looking forward to, I think there are two or three on the SNES, um, the SNES Online. Uh, on the switch so whichever one of these is chronologically the next cool. i'll have a go at that yeah so yeah good there show, we go uh, review I mean, tell... <laughs> 30 years after game release uh <laughs> it's a good game yeah uh, I mean, uh eight. eight i'm gonna go for eight i'm gonna eight out of yeah, nice yeah. okay cool uh but yeah until um super mario rpg comes out I, I'm still, I'm still quite reserved with uh, <laughs> the uh, switch, <laughs> switch online. I mean, I went back and I touched on Breath of Fire Two purely because, I mean, I played through Breath of Fire Two, but I got a glitch, which did not, uh, which meant I couldn't progress through the game. There was a a bat-headed woman or something like that, which you had to catch, and I couldn't catch her, and it was just a known glitch. Like, oh, great, fantastic. Yes, he broke. So, Breath of Fire is another yeah, one of those series that I have no familiarity with, and and I think two and three are on there now. Yeah, one and two definitely on there. Um, and I only ever played two. I don't know why I jumped into two. I just did. Um, but uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was solid, turn-based mm. um, RPG mm. stuff, and it was. It's solid as in like it's proper Japanese style, which is, oh god, there's an enemy, I can't beat it. Go and grind all of the other previous enemies from the previous area until you can beat it. Beat it, move on. <laughs> oh no, here's an enemy I can't beat. Go yeah. back. You know, that sort of thing. So yeah, it, it's just, it, but it was good fun and it was good plot and, um, yeah, I mean, it's all these retro graphics as well. But yeah, I, I, I dig it. But um, I, I played it briefly over Christmas and I was just like, I should commit and decide that I want to do all of this. <laughs> but like, no. I just couldn't. Nah. I'll step aside. Um, once, as I said, Super Mario RPG, once it comes out, I'm happy to return because I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that game. Um, I want to play it again. Going off, off piece a bit. Go on. Um, we know your love uh, for the other SNES Mario game. Have you ever touched Yoshi's Island? Because no. <laughs> it's that's the sequel, right? It's Super Mario World Two. Yeah, but it's not. It's Yoshi carrying around Mario. It's like the the whole. 
game just becomes harder because uh, Baby Mario can fall off and Baby Mario starts crying, and it's just like, oh, this this is like an unnecessary stretch. But is it? You know, why? Why? It's supposed why to be really good. This, I've know? also not played. I mean, you know, I can't criticize you. I've also not played it, despite the fact that I, the only thing I've ever read about it is it's it's amazing. Yeah, well, I mean, I've chosen not to play. <laughs> you're really you're, you're refraining on ethical, I have on ethical grounds. You'll never touch. Yeah. Even though it's a sequel to one of, if not your most favourite game. Cool. Yeah, exactly. That sounds reasonable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what have you been playing? Um, I have also been playing... Dragon Balls you love Kakarot, those anime games. <laughs> but um, this one is... Hello. Hello. Hey. It sounded, like there. it sounded like you dropped <laughs> into a, a hole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I dropped it on okay. my laptop. So <laughs> there's nothing better than drop two things of music together. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Just crack a, crack a, crack a rock, right. crack a tower. Dragon Ball, what? What's, uh, I don't want to think about it, I don't the, want to think about what's it. What's the full <laughs> title for that game? Dragon Ball Z Okay, Kakarot. so it's the shortest Dragon Ball game title of the last two decades. Or series title, or movie <laughs> title. <laughs> um, I, saw you, I saw you briefly play one bit of it, uh, where you kind of got stuck. Tell about the rest. Yeah. Uh, right, so the bit that you saw me play, um, I did not have any idea <laughs> of the mechanics. Just uh, brute forcing it. I was fighting a boss character. I was fighting a boss character, and um, I didn't realise <laughs> that my health wasn't at full. So basically I had a save point where I had less than a quarter health, and thought this game is really really hard you also, you also didn't realize you could heal as well uh, yeah I, I had no idea i could <laughs> heal at all um <laughs> so basically I, I was playing it on uh hard mode because i just hadn't read any yeah. of the tutorial at all yeah um but that happened you know um and yeah, so you saw me basically fighting a boss character over and over. Um, there's that's just basically the game. Um, you keep doing that, and in between its plot, there is lengthy cutscenes. Um, they are really, really trying to sort of retell the entire story of Dragon Ball Z, and they do it very, very well. Do they? Um, they, do they actually, retell it. Is yeah? Is it? Sorry to interrupt. Is it a different story? Is it like a? Uh, a fever dream version of the, or is it the same story? It is straight up ex exactly the same story played through again. Now, my argument against even buying this game initially was I don't want to play through the story again. However, uh, what they actually do is they go back and they make it a bit more RPG. Mm -hmm. And yes, there are cutscenes, but they also fill in plot holes. Ah. So they. They've done really, really well at that as well. I mean, there's a few things you kind of had to ignore. Um, and uh, apparently, when the creator was asked, 
what happened to X person and the, the creator says, oh yeah, I forgot about them. <laughs> you know? Whereas now, Jack um, and Magic Tim gone back and retroactively sort of brought these characters back in and let you know what they've been up to, what they've been doing, and you know, and just allowing you to interact with them in the Dragon Ball Z universe rather than like the Dragon Ball universe. Um, but yeah, it, it's 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 got an RPG mechanic. Um, I would say, I mean, there are flaws in that game. There are definite flaws. Like they give it an RPG mechanic. However, you just get given massive amounts of EXP at the proper point in the story. If hey, that makes okay. sense. So it's like somebody's Right, okay, you just get a ton of XP. So is it kind of like so a rubber banding to, to make sure that you're never too far behind? Yeah, you're never, yeah, you, you can't get far behind. And in fact, if you go back and decide that you want to go eat, you're never really going to get far enough ahead either because it's uh, the EXP is not really a straight line, it's more of a, a longer oh, right, okay. curve. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you go back and grind, but you'll get like one or two levels. Whereas what you actually need to do is get another 10, 15 yeah. levels. Um, and so there's no really getting a, a ahead of the curve, but you can play through it and you can, uh, you'll struggle still because there's like the mechanics and there's flying uh, and fighting at the same time. And that can get a little bit um, tough. And also when you're going through the story, you don't really get to choose your party or your characters or anything like that. You get little uh, pit stops in between sort of intermissions, they actually call them intermissions, where you can play about with your party, you can go go away with someone else, you can do subplots and stuff like that. And the subplots are good fun because they actually do the bolster of the story. Like I was saying, you get to interact with people that they, they sort of kind of forgotten about, you know, and, and that sort of stuff. Um, there is another RPG mechanic, which is actually co- collecting uh, character mm-hmm. coins, which is a bit weird. Um, so, like, when you defeat certain characters, like the Ginyu Force, you can eventually get their coins, and you they have different stats on them, and you put them on a board, and that board can add to either certain, like, how fast you level up, or how fast you... Um, or how much stronger you are, or how much defense you've got, or the cooking skill, or like finding orbs for leveling up and things like that. Uh, you, you get to sort of play about with that, and yeah, you can spend forever um, sort of doing matchups, and it's quite cool because the character coins interact with each other, so they you get a bonus of two of them. Uh, who have something in relation to each other and then they do a little bit of banter with each other so like you can have like Goku and his two kids uh, they'll react and like hey dad how's it going dad blah 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 and then they, they, they have a little chat and stuff like that but you can also what was really really cool is there's two characters in this game that have a, a, an orange uh, mohawk and if you put those two together uh, so interact and say, "Hey, nice hair <laughs> <hair hooves."> and <laughs> yeah. it's good banter, you know. It's like it's nice to have that sort of stuff in there. Um, that being said, uh, went through the game, lengthy cutscenes, 
it takes a while to get used to the control, like the actual flight controls, um, going up and down by using R1 and R2. It's a bit weird. Yes, this. Um, I, I still. One of the things I love about this series, and you've, you've played most of them, if not all of them, is um, they just soldier on, and they do quite well. It's like the soldier on with this, because it's just a bizarre kind of game, right? It's it's part RPG, and then it's what? How would you describe it? 3D arena flight fight <laughs> it's not really a straight up fighting you know you said to somebody oh yeah there's this fighting game it's not really just a straight up fighting game it's not really a kind of you know full blown um rpg because you you have to get good at that fighting and they've, and they've just got this you know kind of little side business of just cracking them out every now and then um they all review really well they all look gorgeous yeah, yeah, I, I, and and they're solid. Um, like th- there was a little while in um, that guy's a maniac where yeah. every year I was just sort of saying this is the next Dragon Ball game, and there was they were turning them out one one year after the next, and until they had like one which had eighty five <laughs> characters and you know and you could like, uh, but th- this one's actually already got DLC. Oh wow, which is quite cool. Um, and it was three three DLC. Um, which. Yeah, free LC, and um, they have uh, started on the Dragon Ball Super arc. So they've controversially, or not controversially, just ignored the GT Dragon Ball GT oh, ever a thing. How's now, that gone down? How's that gone down with the fans, yeah. Rishi? Um, I don't think anybody liked <laughs> <Okay>. it. <laughs> it was a weird one in the nineties where they. Oh god, I'm not even going to go into detail. Uh, just, just look online, Google it. Uh, GT, it has a place in my heart. It's fun, it's different, but it's um, it doesn't stay true to what Dragon Ball Z okay. was. Put it that way. Um, and uh, yeah, it, but yeah, they're moving on to Dragon Ball Super Arc, which is a new one which came out just a couple of years ago. Um, where Goku and Vegeta are now sort of um, sort of on par with each other and they are getting new power of Super Saiyan God and Ultra Instinct and all this sort of stuff. So um, they're going to do that off. And I have not seen any oh, wow. Dragon Ball Super. I've seen a couple of the movies. So I think I'm just going to learn the story no. from this game rather than actually yeah, yeah. Yeah, do it that way. But um, yeah, it, as I say, it's a game not without its flaws, but it was done really, really well. Um, it actually, what I think is, it was the spiritual successor to a run of uh, Dragon Ball RPG games that came out on the Game Boy Advance, um, and they were really, really good. They they just straight up did the sort of SNES yeah. RPG. That there were so so many of <laughs> on the GBA. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but they did the, a great retelling of the story, but this one is a full-on 3D version of it. Um, and they've managed to like get the voice acting in to bring back some of the people who um, you just... Like, the plot holes getting filled up and things like that. It was quite good. Really enjoyed it. Uh, and they weren't afraid to, like, you know, skimp on some of the more risky parts of the um, Dragon Ball series. Okay. Uh, like, like the fact that 
Master Roshi is just a massive pervert and a little bit handsy. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They they, they kind of they gloss over that and you know, used to collect adult magazines. Not that you can see anything; they're just items. <laughs> just but you, clear but you tried hard. Uh, yeah, yeah, I tried. I really did. Um, took screenshots <laughs> and everything. <laughs> I, I look forward um, to the rage yeah, post uh, on uh, that so, guy, the maniac. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Take a screenshot, and then they can just get deleted from our website. <laughs> um, that, uh, contemporary uh, topical comment there. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so it's seven and a half out of ten for and, uh How long do you reckon it took you from start to finish? And is there any replayability or extras or chivos or collectibles or blah, blah, blah? You already mentioned DLC. Well, it's a good point. I am missing two achievements, which are do this uh, thing ten times, and I just can't be able to go and do that thing ten times. Uh, but uh, I spent sixty-five hours mm-hmm, on solid. it. Solid. <laughs> it's a solid game, and I got everything. Like I got all of the subplots. I got all of the items. The only thing that's left right now is end game uh, which allows you to level up your characters to 250 i got my characters to level 150 um and it's just replay fighting replay fighting replay fighting um which i'm sure there is uh, some replayability and in fact uh, the dlc hints at you you need to get to level 250 because the next dlc which is the next part of the 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 super series um, you're probably going to need to have a baseline of level So you finish, you've 65 hours in and finished the game on level 150. And you have another yeah. 100 levels, presumably which which get, you know, which uh, is a logarithmic, you know, leveling up the system. Uh, no, no, no. I, I would say once you get to that point, you have got everything in the game, which includes all the EXP boosts uh, okay. and all that sort of stuff. So you, so it's basically just a run through. Probably take it. Oh, okay, right. Sort of <laughs> it's fight. sounding like some massive grind for for apparently absolutely no payoff. No, 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 no. I mean, and there is payoff because um, actually, uh, when you go through at the the end game. You fight what are called villainous enemies, which are just basically the old enemies that you played before, but they have this red aura. Um, and they, uh, there was uh, a little bit of plot appeared. Two new characters, who are apparently from a different timeline, um, just come in and sort of say, you know, we are going to create these villainous enemies, fight them, we're going to steal your energy, sort of thing. Like, oh, okay, cool, shit. I don't know who these enemies are, but they're alluding to a later point in the plot, which hasn't been revealed yet, yeah. which is quite cool. Um, but ultimately, is is a weak premise to say grind out your levels. <laughs> <to battle. laughs> there you go. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, so what else have you been <laughs> so, playing? Uh, 
I've got a number of things on my list, but we've been going on for a while. So a short one, I reckon. Um, I came into a little bit of birthday money, you know, like kind of grandma level birthday money. Uh, so, yeah. I tell you what, hang on a second. Why don't we just pause here? There we go. So that's the, that's the cliffhanger is I got some grandma money. What did I spend it on? <laughs> <laughs> And in classic, <laughs> that goes a maniac style. We may never resolve that storyline. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Join us next time on uh, What Are You Playing? Yeah. And, uh, as always, we will hopefully open the show with the so, so. Uh, um, yeah. And fail to so. introduce each other and ourselves. Um, or point you in the direction of the website that we run. Yeah, um, but you can uh, like and subscribe us on <laughs> Patreon and um... uh, and hit, <laughs> make sure you hit the buzzer and the bell and the B and the dinger. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> sign in blood at the bottom and give uh, give, give all of your ads to Google. And thanks for following. And us on Facebook. Yeah, if we get over a thousand likes, I'll get, I'll get my bum out for the NHS. Get your bum out for the <laughs> NHS. Brilliant. Um, I think clapping will just do. But uh, yeah, yeah, get your yeah, bum out. Yeah, okay, that's what they need right now. Is my bum. 